It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't. And of course, will it stick? Well, top of the morning to you, Alexis. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> You're not really looking so good over there. I'm sorry. I am not feeling so good. I got shot number two, and I'm like, kick good. my butt. But you're still here. I'm here. That's what I love about you. You're just always willing to give it a go. I have major FOMO. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, FOMO. I get it. For like recording? Or well, just like well, life? just like doing, like missing out on anything. Like, yeah. no, I just got to do it. Yeah. Well, I think if I had told you ahead of time what the topic of this episode was, you might have just said, it's okay, we can do it next week. (laughs) Like, let's cancel and skip it. Because today we are talking about, well, there's really no easy way to say it. Sex, condoms, all the things. All right, let's go. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, you know, at Serendipit, we use Slack as like our internal communications channel and like with a lot of our clients too. And the other day, Eric, who is on our digital team, shared some really creative ads that he had come across, like, just online in some roundup in our, like, Slack channel that's for fun. Just fun, creative ideas. He shared this little ad from Durex, the condom brand. Can you read this ad copy, Alexis? To all those who use our competitors' products, happy Father's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so good? That's awesome. I just like died laughing right right away when I read it. And I somehow had never seen the ad before, so I assumed it was a new ad. But I did some digging, and I found that this ad actually ran in 2001. What? Yeah. That's and crazy. It's been circulating the internet for decades just because of like how awesome it is. And I started to get curious about other marketing efforts from Direct's. So I did a little digging, and I mean, the hole I dug myself into, <laughs> oh my I could not get out of. It took me two weeks to write this because, like, there's just so much. It's, oh, my God. It's insane. And, of course, I found out we had an episode on our hands, so here we are. All right. Let me, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> so Durex has been dishing out some really off-the-wall creative stuff for a long time. I mean, it's the kind of stuff that makes you cringe if the ad comes on and like you're sitting in a room watching TV with your parents or your kids, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, it's just awkward. So a few of my other favorite ads, taglines, one was, if the rain doesn't go away, come, come again. Oh my God. Another was, the end of the world shouldn't be the only thing coming. And that was uh, for ahead of like December 12th, 2012. Remember when like the world was supposed to end? Yeah. Um, so there's just so, so many like that. It's, you know, the kind of stuff you probably expect from an edgy condom company, but what's super interesting in the past decade or so is that Durex has inserted some really big purpose to its edgy marketing, much more than just like the purpose to sell condoms. Many of its campaigns are in an effort to challenge sexual norms and really to like to make intentional change around those norms. Okay. 
This is especially hard in countries like China and India, to name a few, where Durex has pushed the limits so far and they're constantly getting like reprimanded, you know, for those efforts to make safe sex and sexual pleasure just a more approachable, non-taboo topic. I mean, those are pretty conservative countries. And you'll learn soon that Durex is a worldwide brand and it's insane how they do this. I mean, they've really gained that global market share by being loud period. Per the usual, let's just take it back for a minute. And I mean, I feel like you're probably curious, like how has condom advertising been done over the years? Like as all those cultural norms have shifted, right? I know. Like, was it always this edgy? No, because think about it. Remember in the fifties? Yeah, there's no way. No way. No way. Well, today, Durex is owned by Reckitt and it's actually the Reckitt Ben Kieser Group. It's a British multinational consumer goods company and they're based in England. But Durex was founded way back in London in 1915. Wow. Uh-huh. By a guy named L.A. Jackson. And it was originally called the London Rubber Company or the LRC. Okay. okay. <laughs> Actually, Lex, condoms were not made out of rubber until the mid-19th century. I was going to say, how does he do like a prototype, like saran wrap it? <laughs> Well, do you know what they were made out of prior to being made out of rubber? Saran wrap. (laughs) So you think saran wrap was invented in 1915? Oh, no, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Just like little things like chemically treated linen and animal tissues, like (laughs) specifically from animal intestines or bladders, that's what they were made out of prior to rubber. That is disgusting. I know. So in 1929, Jackson officially registered Durex as the brand, And at that point, the company had only been importing disposable condoms for resale in Great Britain. But in 1932, it made its first, like, in-house condom. So they were importing other people's condoms and reselling them just as, like, a, you know, a reseller. So then 1932, they made their first condom. And do you know what Durex stands for? No. Durability, Reliability, and Excellence. Oh, it's a really good name. Great tagline. I know. I don't think it's not not even their tag. It just like is the short. It's like Durex means that. I I, would have thought that's like for a car brand or something. It sounds like. But it does sound like a really strong, stable name. Yeah. Don't you think? I agree. Yeah. In the mid 1940s, the company was the largest producer of condoms in Britain. And by the 1960s, it was the largest producer in the world. Wow. And in the 50s, Durex was the first brand to release. Can you guess it, Alexis? No. Rubber. <laughs> the lube. Well, no, because they were making rubber condoms okay. earlier. The lubricated condom. Oh, the They were the first condom. ones to bring that to the world. Wow. Interesting, right? Just can't even picture this R&D department. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1953, it actually figured out how to electronically test condoms. And I'm like, do you think prior to that, they just eyeballed it? They were like... That one looks good. There's no holes in it. Like, how did they test it before they could electronically That's test it? That's what I was saying. Like, what's the R&D department? I don't like, know. <laughs> like, real? Real? Real, real cases? I don't know. In the 60s, they were the first brand to make the condom anatomically shaped because I guess prior to that, it was like just a bag. Oh, my God. I know. So was, they weren't testing it on bananas. They were not. Oh, my and God. And... <laughs> I just don't even know where to go from that. In the 90s, they really spiced things up by making condoms in multiple colors and flavors. And in 96, they were actually the first condom company to launch a website. Wow. They brought they brought the rubbers to the digital world. 
<laughs> oh shit. I wonder if there's gonna be condoms in those virtual worlds like Roblox, like our kids play. Oh god, there's probably going to be. Oh my god. And at that point they were marketing internationally and the international market just took off when it went online, like big time. So in 01, Durex was the first brand to make a condom with both a ribbed and dotted texture, and it was called Pleasure Max. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later in 03, it added its pl- line of play lubricants, and then in 09, they really went for it. Okay. They launched some toys. They brought some toys to the mix. Did you know that? Durex? Durex. Oh. Uh, one of the things they're known for, maybe you have it here, oh. <laughs> is the, it's called the vibrating pleasure ring. Oh, no. For his, yeah. for his and her pleasure, but it's for him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I take it you don't have one. No, I don't have Sitting this. around. Okay. Well, there are 975 Durex condoms sold every minute. Oh, my God. That's a lot of sex going on. That is. Or and hopeful. Hopeful. Yeah. sex. <laughs> Durex is the second best-selling condom in the U.S., just behind Trojan, but it holds the spot as the world's most popular condom, sold in 152 countries. I have to tell you a quick story. Yeah. Because it just came to mind. Okay. I love stories. (laughs) Okay, so in college, I feel like, well, I have two stories, but the first one is, I just remember they had like a big, you know, sex ed push for safe sex, condoms, all this stuff. And I don't know, probably my mom was like, are you protected? Like, please make sure you're protected. Cause she always like would be comfortable talking, yeah. saying those awkward things to me. And most, I, like, I hope most moms are comfortable. Yeah. That. But I was like, oh God. Yeah, mom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I feel like I need to get some condoms just in case it ever comes to that or something. I was so embarrassed. I made my Mormon friend (laughs) go to Walgreens to buy it. And I was like three people behind her and she bought it. And then it was supposed to be this incognito operation. (laughs) She was like you. So she buys them and she's like, I got your coat of Alexis (laughs) in Walgreens. I love her. Okay. If you would have saw my face, I probably was bright red and I was like mortified because it was in Tucson and it was like, you know, college town. <laughs> That's what she did. Oh my God. I love it. I need to meet this girl. Also reminds me of the time that we thought you might be pregnant. This is like before we had kids and we, we were on a business trip in like Kentucky or something. And you bought, so you were like, I really, you were feeling so crappy. We bought a pregnancy <laughs> test. And then you were like, give me some cigarettes. Give me a magazine and some condoms too, or something like that. That was the most because you like wanted to cover up the pregnancy test to make it less awkward, but you literally bought the most awkward combination of things. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it was not condoms. It was a pregnancy test, a pack of cigarettes. We didn't smoke like often. Maybe we were drinking occasionally. A magazine, and it was like candy or a something. Red Bull or candy or something. I think so it was a Red Bull. Random. <laughs> I don't know if we bought cigarettes because we were smoking at that time. I think, honestly, I was at the register and I was so uncomfortable that I was like, oh, and I'll take a pack of cigarettes. And you just start busting up like, that's a good combination with a pregnancy test. (laughs) Just the things that like matter to us in the moment when we just, I don't know. It's funny. I got, that was the trip I got that ticket and we thought I had a warrant in Kentucky. Uh, You did have a warrant in Kentucky. Oh, I did. (laughs) Oh, I think it's taken care of by now. (laughs) I mean, it was like 13 years ago, so hope so. Okay, back to condoms. (laughs) Why this whole concept and this brand is so intriguing to me is Durex has had to tailor its branding campaigns accordingly in different countries because public attitudes towards sex differ country to country, right? 
You can't have the same campaign in the U.S. that you might have in India or in China or in the U.K. Like, words are different. Innuendos are different. Like, what's acceptable is different. You know, yeah, we are I mean, like, like you're, pretty— It's crazy. Totally. Like, we're pretty sex positive in the U.S. I would, like, I, maybe not enough, but, like, more than any other country, I would think. I mean, it's hard to bring that as it is to other countries. Well, I think Europe, aren't they pretty racy, like, with their advertising? Yeah, they are. But, you know, some of the more conservative countries, and we'll talk about it, like China and India, you know, directs leads sales there. And it's been really interesting what they've had to do to make— Oh, crazy. Yeah, like their culture. Yeah, the culture is so different. So they're really creating. They have multiple campaigns going at all times in many different countries. Oh, my God. So let's get to the fun stuff. I mean, this is the reason all you people are here. You want to hear the good, the goods, right? Let's hear it. Okay. First off, in 2003, the Durex brand was set to launch its first billboard campaign in the UK to promote its Durex Performa. This was actually the first ever condom billboard in the UK ever. Okay. Okay. Like, not just for Durex, for any brand. The product claims to contain a small amount of benzocaine cream, which reduces sensation and thus delays, you know, like the end result. Oh, so yeah. sex lasts longer. Okay. Yeah. The tagline was made to make you last longer, and the goal was to build brand awareness around the fact that safe sex can also be good sex, and Durex Performa was the prime option. So it invested about a million bucks and ran billboards in 12 cities. Here's one of the ads, Lex. Can you see that okay? Oh my God. What is it? What do you see? Can you talk to us? Roger Moore. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like blown up condoms um, <laughs> with stuff in them. <laughs> Gross. So yeah, those are condoms inflated and they spell out words in giant letters across a red background on the billboard. And this one reads Roger Moore. It's a UK billboard. So like, it's like, you know, Roger, Roger Moore. Like it's, oh my you know, God. you get it? Some other billboards read things like ejaculator. Oh, my God. Another one read Longer Screw, all in, like, blown-up condoms. Of course, they got flagged, like, right away. They received a ton of complaints, and the Advertising Standards Authority made them take them all down eventually. Still, as always, this resulted in a ton of earned media attention. I mean, social media didn't exist in 03, but this would have been all oh over social. Oh, my God, that would have been huge. So that was their first— like, that I could find, you know, real public banning and, like, saying something so out there and racy that, you know, they had to take it down. So they just really took off from there. The next campaign is really fun. So in 2014, Durex decided to get involved with the environment. Kind of. Okay. It encouraged people to celebrate Earth Hour with the hashtag Turn Off to Turn On campaign, And this was a worldwide initiative on March 29th to encourage people to reconnect while lights were out to celebrate Earth Hour. Oh. And is that a good idea? Yeah. I love it. As part of its call to action for this campaign, Durex created a short video following the stories of different couples, like like us. People who have become just distracted by the lure of the screen. You know, phones, iPads, TVs, computers, like all the screens. It's actually really a beautiful video, and it shows couples just being together, but, like, missing out great moments because 
they're screen. together but not together, and they're on their screens. Huh. And then, and I'll show you the video, but it's just there's no sound, so we'll post it. One of the couples is sitting on the couch, and the girl on is on her computer, and the guy's like watching a movie, and there's a bowl of popcorn in between them, and their hands meet in the popcorn bowl, and they look up at each other, and like you see this like moment of like, what are we doing? And they turn off the TV, she shuts her computer, and they just start like making out. And then all the couples whose stories that you've seen, they all like have that moment. And it's like, it kind of gives you goosebumps. It's really emotional. And at the end, it kind of goes through like a view of the globe. And it shows all the cities across the country from like Australia to New York, all the lights shutting down. And like people just like being in love. And the video was meant to drive, you know, social interaction it ran in 56 markets with a seven-figure media budget to support it. And at the same time they released that video, they also released the results of a survey they had conducted in the UK. Okay. And that illustrated that one-third of all Brits believe technology gets in the way of our sex lives. And almost half those people felt like technology has a negative effect on their relationship, which, yes. Yeah. I mean, 100% it does. So... I love this one. It's so cheeky, but it has a really important message. You know, we all do this. Like, we're all on our phones. We choose our phones over our partners, like, way too often. And not just, like, sexual love, but, like, in front of our kids and all the things that we do. And, it like, this video was, for me, like, a conscious reminder of the importance of, like, that connection. And also, this was a really fun way to remind the world to choose, like, human interaction over your phone for Earth Hour. I thought that was a cool tie-in. And maybe this could change people's actions, like, beyond just this one hour, too. I mean, they really did an excellent job shifting from the functional positioning of, like, selling a condom to emotional positioning, which that's that's hard to do. With condoms. With with a product brand in general to make it emotional when it's not naturally. So this was, like, their first real emotional campaign. And this was so effective. The videos were viewed more than 85 million times across 56 countries, and it generated positive sentiment like 98% of the time. Oh, my gosh. Plus, it generated more than 470 million impressions from earned media. I mean, not bad. The next one, we're talking about emojis. Okay. Okay. In 2015, Durex decided to lobby very hard. Oh, that's bad. Sorry. (laughs) That was an accidental one, not even a purposeful one. But they did decide to lobby very hard for a brand new emoji. And this was in an effort to get the attention of the Unicode Consortium's Emoji Subcommittee, which, is that a real thing? Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) Apparently, this is the not-for-profit body that encodes characters for digital communication. Like, they're in charge of emojis. Emojis? Who makes what emoji? Like, I imagine, like, it's like the movie, the emoji movie, where, like, they're, like, behind the scenes, and they, like, right? Like, what's the next one? I know. Who are we going to birth? Who are we going to birth? In anticipation of World AIDS Day on December 1st, and based on some important stats at the time that showed that 80% of 18 to 25-year-olds use emojis for basic conversation, and by the way, that stats today, 92%. No way. Yeah. Over 10 billion emojis are sent every day. Did you know that? 10 billion 10 emojis? 10 billion. I wonder how many I send a day. I wonder if that they can like measure that on your screen. So Durex decided that now was the time to get an official condom emoji. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And it asked people around the world to show support by using the hashtag condom emoji in as many social media conversations 
as possible. The goal was to get 1 million people to show support. Wow. So the reason actually was interesting. They weren't like, let's just make a condom emoji just to have one. It actually was meant to help younger people overcome the embarrassment around the discussion of safe sex. Huh. And what a better way to do that than use an emoji. Yeah. Right? So the brand shared information that one-third of younger people don't see STIs, like even serious ones, as a risk worth worrying about. And Durex created a video for this call to action, and it illustrates all the emoji combos people use to communicate sex. You know, like a peach and an eggplant. Some actually (laughs) call it the aubergine, I guess. That's what it's called. Or maybe like the pointer finger and the AOK symbol, like together. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So they followed all the protocol. They submitted a little blue condom image to the emoji people. And what do you think happened? Well, they were denied. (laughs) Denied. (laughs) Denied. The condom was not among the 77 new emojis unveiled in 2016. But you know what emojis did make the cut? What? An avocado, a drum, and a person playing water polo. (laughs) Those were necessary, but not the condom. But not the condom to practice safe sex. Right. The reasoning, supposedly, that the emoji was not approved was because it excludes, like, when they create emojis, the rule is they have to exclude images of products that are strongly associated with one brand. Okay. But honestly, this was the emoji that they created, that one. Don't look at the whole thing, but that And it's not branded Durex at all. It's like a blue anatomically shaped condom. Yeah. Like it's just a condom. But I think the fact that Durex's name was behind, like on the internet all over behind the call to action, maybe they just assumed like it was too associated with it. Oh, yeah. But what happens when a brand gets a rejection like this, Alexis? What have we learned? They don't give up. Well, and they just use that to their advantage, you know? Yeah. So the brand anticipated the rejection and they were ready for it. So upon getting the denial, Durex unleashed a series of emoji jokes and they won the internet. They took the image of the real aubergine or the eggplant. Eggplant. And and they put it on spoof packaging for flavored condoms and shared it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That stunt triggered 3.13 billion impressions. Like, Oh, my gosh. Basically, they were like, hey, if the emoji people thought eggplants were the best way to communicate about sex, like, they're going to help them along with it. Here's some eggplant-flavored condoms. Oh, my God. Isn't that hilarious? Five hours later, like, they released. It was just a hoax, but it just, like, took over the internet. And then to mark World AIDS Day 2016, the Durex team announced the results of a survey to find the unofficial safe sex emoji. Like, we, they were just like, okay, we'll find one that already exists. Okay. And you know what the winner was? What? The umbrella with raindrops. <gasps> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Isn't that so funny? So, Internet Dictionary Emojipedia then added unofficial safe sex emoji as the definition for that symbol. <gasps> that's so crazy. Yeah. And that helped to trigger a further 789,000 interactions with direct social media posts. Wow. Like, go, just goes to show you when you can get creative like that. Like, we have a lot of clients in industries that they're, they're like, why would customers engage with us on social? We're like a dentist or we're like, one time we had like a vaginal rejuvenation company, right? Yeah. But like, when you get creative and share stuff like this, it like, doesn't they, make people uncomfortable. No, yeah. they will engage with you. So the brand 
in total generated 7 billion impressions across print and online media for this emoji campaign. And they did a really great job tapping into a very powerful social trend. I mean, emojis play a huge role in our modern communication platforms, as we know. Like, they're just so popular. And every demographic now is using emojis. So, next one. And I feel like every new app, you know, that we've done research on is incorporating some type of emoji conversation. Yes, absolutely. So in 2016, Durex decided to live stream a three-hour advertisement in China featuring 50 couples in bed. Okay. Okay. And when they marketed this event, people lost their minds. They were like, yes, I will tune in to watch 50 people get it on for three hours. They were so excited. Okay, so the broadcast happened on the Youku video platform, and people are able to leave comments, like, while streaming that everyone watching can see, just like any live stream. So people made a lot of assumptions about the type of show that Durex was going to put on. Because remember, they just said— People in their bed. Yes. So they actually, like, gave out hints about what the viewers could expect leading up to the live stream. The ads promoted the event saying things like, this video doesn't include most of the things you're imagining, but people still thought it was going to be like really dirty. Racy, yeah. Yeah. So when the big day came around, the live stream featured 50 couples sitting on white beds, wearing white bathrobes and slippers, playing with, any guesses? Oh my God, no. (laughs) Condom boxes. Oh. They were just playing with condom boxes. Along with playing with boxes, they also did calisthenics. They ate bananas. <laughs> and they chatted casually oh for three God. hours while the world watched the live stream. Oh, my God. The climax of the entire live stream <laughs> was when a puff of white smoke erupted from a giant Durex box. Oh my God. People were pissed. They, like, thought this was going to be, like, Pornhub. Yeah. Like, style content. And this is what they were seeing. And this is what they saw. One commenter called it the most boring live show in history and the most unsuccessful marketing case in Direct's history. Another person vowed never to buy the Direct's brand again and directly mentioned some of its other like China competitors that it planned to switch to. But despite all of this, like despite the people who were angry, People were talking about directs like crazy leading up to the live stream during and, and after. Post. Yeah. yeah. And five million people tuned in across multiple platforms to watch it. So that's pretty dang impressive. Oh, yeah. That was super successful. Right. And, anyways, even if they were pissed, they were talking about it. Oh, like, that was the whole you point. This? Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Next, India. So there is a big stigma in India about safe sex. Okay. Only 6.3% of residents of India use condoms. Wow. Right? And that was reported in 2020. So it's like now outdated. And it's not really a big surprise. In India, there isn't real sex education. In fact, teachers are threatened with violence if they were to teach sex education in schools. Wow. And I read a few things that maybe that's shifting a little bit, but like that was in 2020. Isn't that crazy? So, also, condom ads are banned on TV from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. Uh-huh. And sex is just overall, like, a taboo topic. You just don't talk about it. Like, earlier when I was like, I hope all moms are comfortable saying what your mom said to you. I don't think in India no, the moms yeah. are telling the kids about sex. Okay. That's like Bridgerton. Yes, exactly. She had no idea. Yeah, she had no clue. 
So Durex decided to do something about it. In 2017, the brand announced it would launch its first ever Durex jeans. Okay. Like pants. Durex pants. Okay, Durex jeans. It unveiled teaser ads on social media featuring popular Bollywood actor Ranveer Singh. Hi guys, Durex is launching jeans and I'm going to be the first one to wear it. Hey guys, it fits really well. Interesting, right? Yeah, but the play on words is awesome. What do you think of the video? Like, what what was your take of it? Like, describe it. Well, it's, you know, the Bollywood actor, and he's, like, handsome, like, standing there, kind of sexy, that he, like, in the dressing room. Uh-huh. And then he says, hey, guys, Durex is launching jeans, and I'm going to be the first ones to wear them. And he goes in, puts on the jeans, and he's like, hey, guys, they fit really well. But, like, you only see his old jeans going over the, like, the dressing room curtain, you don't, he doesn't come out in jeans. No, he doesn't come out in jeans. Okay, okay. So you're wondering, like. You're like, what, it, what do what? they look like? Yeah. Show me the jeans. So the video makes you think, like, yeah, they're making jeans, right? No. They actually launched a. A jean condom? Uh, well, kind of. A new condom with a new packet that fits very well in your body-hugging denim pocket. So the goal was to target the growing online dating population using Tinder. And this packet is like the slimmest the brand has ever come out with, essentially disappearing right inside of your jeans. So they really wanted to like break the taboo of buying and carrying a condom in your pocket because they wanted more people in India to practice safe sex. And they thought maybe if we make a really thin one, it won't be as visible and they'll be more comfortable. Wow. Yeah. So in 2018, they conducted a survey on Twitter to further this effort, and it was to find out why India hates condoms, and they used the hashtag India hates condoms. And they found that 41% of nearly 51,000 respondents said it was because of lack of feeling. Interesting. Right? Like, that's understandable. Understandable. So enter Durex Air, a condom so thin, it's like it's not even there. (laughs) So the campaign utilized popular Indian comedians to help push its message along, and they used this ad that read, so thin it's almost invisible, and underneath it said, don't see it, increase brightness. So like when it was, and I'll show it to you, when it was, well, your computer screen wasn't super bright, it was really hard to see the ad. It was like almost invisible. And then when you put the brightness up all the way, it's bright. Oh, how cool is that? Isn't that cool? So I thought that was super interesting, and they've really done an awesome job of just like, taking a super taboo subject in a culture like, you know, in India and getting people to talk about it, getting them to respond. And I bet you the stats in the next couple of years will totally change based yeah, on this crazy. campaign. Yeah, I'm going to see that. That ad, yeah, for sure. Okay, so next one. Something really big happened to condom sales in the past couple of years and they actually were tanking. Do you know what that is? No. No idea? No idea. Little thing called COVID-19? Oh, (laughs) well, their sales were tanking and think more people were using No, because people were not dating. People basically stopped because, and think about worldwide sales. So even if the U.S. and parts of the U.S. like was still a little bit more like out there and not following all the restrictions, still many of the U.S. was. People were obeying stay-at-home orders. So they weren't dating online. They weren't using Tinder. They weren't having sex, casual sex. And they actually even found in research that established couples were having less sex as well. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And if they were having sex, they were having babies because we've 
saw a ton <laughs> of babies. So they were not using condoms. So that still supports the theory. Oh, my God. So in June 2020, they released this video ad in the UK. Let's not go back to normal. For too long, normal just wasn't good enough. Normal was making rubbish excuses for not wearing a condom. Normal was shaming women for even carrying one. Normal was one million needless STIs every single day. So this is a call to arms, legs, bums, and private parts. Let's not go back to normal. The world has never been so ready for change. So let's all change it for the better, for each other. Sure, it's been pretty weird lately, but weirdly, that's what makes 2020 really important. So when it's time to get back out on the streets and jump back in the sheets, let's not go back to normal. Let's have better, safer sex for everyone, forever. Wow. Yeah, what'd you think? That was a great ad. Wasn't it? And I love, I mean, again, how they've shifted the conversation. Yes, they're selling condoms and they're crushing it, but... I mean, they do not want people to go back to normal when, if normal means having unsafe sex and exposing yourself to STIs or unplanned pregnancies or whatever that may be. Like, they want the new normal to involve more condom usage. And they saw the opportunity, even when they were losing money in the pandemic. They put that they out. They put out. that That's out brilliant. there and they didn't stop marketing. So they actually saw a glimmer of hope in Q4 of 2020 when sales surged 13% after totally tanking the rest of 2020. I mean, they did not do well that year. And then in Q1 21, when restrictions began to lift around the world, Direct saw double-digit sales increases, especially in China, in parts of the U.S. and in Europe. And in celebration of what was dubbed Freedom Day in the UK, which was July 19th of this past year, 2021, really that was the celebration of like most COVID rules coming to an end, Durex worked with its agency partner, Havis London, to create a series of billboards that simply read Freedom, and the ads show a giant condom wrapper with the Durex logo replaced by that word. Wow. Yeah. And beneath the wrapper is the tagline, it's here, enjoy it. But they're sticking with the let's not go back to normal message in this new campaign. Because like I said, prior to COVID, normal meant way too much unsafe sex. And this is a theme they're carrying through all their ads. I love it. I know. I do too. So cool. I really liked it. And I love that they, again, weren't selling as many condoms during the pandemic, but they just, you know, really thought of how can we thoughtfully bring a positive message to the world to like anticipate when the new normal is, like what it's going to look like, you know? Okay, Alexis, take a deep breath real quick for me. Okay. Okay. So Durex has taken on a very, very taboo topic. Okay. One that even in the U.S., where everything is relatively sexually free, you don't hear about it often publicly. Correct. Do you know what it is? Same sex? Maybe. Part of that. Anal sex. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes, that's why I had to take a deep breath. That is a new topic. Didn't think at 9.30 in the morning I'd be talking about. Okay. Here we go. So according to stats, combined gay and straight people have anal sex 56 billion times a year. Oh, lovely. I'm so glad I learned something new every day. You do. And Durek said that that sexual act remains stigmatized and underrepresented in advertising. 
So it so just, they're just going to bring it out and represent it. That's what they're doing. So it decided to challenge that by promoting its line of lubricant products through a new, pretty provocative campaign that alludes to anal sex, but doesn't explicitly mention it because it can't. Like, it's you're not allowed to. Yeah. It's not allowed at all in mainstream media. So the billboard ran in the UK with this image, Alexis. Can you read it and describe it? It's 2020, and we still can't talk about normal sex here. And what's it a picture of? Is it, it hard to tell? It's kind of hard to tell. Oh, two men kissing. Yeah. Yep. So it's just two men kissing. It's that you know, tagline, and then it has a bottle of the lube, and it says under it, let's change that. Search Perfect Gliss and join the conversation. So that must be the product name. Yeah, crazy. Really interesting, right? So the billboards promote an online educational hub created by Durex, which contains sex and information. So smartly driving traffic to online to get people to get more info and start learning more about that. sex. That. Wow. Yeah, that position. So the brand also did something really cool, and they took the campaign, like, outside of just advertising. Okay. By hiring a French sex expert, probably going to butcher her name, but I think it's Maya Mazaret, to create a new chapter for the Kama Sutra that focuses on anal sex. Interesting. Yeah. So in case you don't know, Kama Sutra is recognized as one of the most comprehensive guides to sex and intimacy— And it spans 36 chapters across seven books, yet it includes very little positive references about anal sex until Durex, right? (laughs) Until they changed the game. Until they changed it. So Maya published the forgotten chapter showcasing the potential for this sex act to bring shared pleasure and intimacy. Five positions, including the fearless cowgirl and the tiger— are depicted among a series of pretty vivid illustrations. Okay. I'm going to pull it up for you in a little bit, Alexis. I don't know. The last time you gave me some type of sex book, the illustrations were very vivid. Do you remember that? That was a Kama Sutra book. No, that was like 80s <laughs> sex. Oh, my God. Remember? That was a white elephant gift, I remember. Melissa <gasps> won this book, like sex toy basket or something, at a white <laughs> elephant party, and she brought it over to my house, and she decided that the one gift I would get out of the book or the basket <gasps> was a book about like sexual positions, but it was so disgusting. It was, it was from like the eighties, and the pictures were I can't even. I I still have visuals. I can't Do you even have describe the book them. Still, I think we gave it to ch- someone as like a joke <laughs> for their like marriage gift because it was so disgusting. Oh my god! So this was actually exhibited in Paris at the end of August, twenty twenty, and it was also published online following the exhibit. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's like a really interesting way to kind of like prove that Durex really cares about escalating the conversation and like making it more normal by not just doing advertising for its products for like sex and anal sex, but to like make it a chapter in Kama Sutra. Sutra. Like that is just crazy. So interesting to me. So, I mean, really, I barely scratched the surface. I mean, there's an entire campaign they launched in 2019 with the tagline, Ladies, Let's Lube, to destigmatize women's sexual comfort, and another in 2020 where they launched a whole campaign in an attempt to make us more comfortable with your favorite word, 
moist. Oh, my God. Which apparently is one of the most hated words in the English language. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yes. So long story long, I mean, they are (laughs) loud, they're unafraid, and they are not stopping anytime soon. The entire global condom market is predicted to grow to over $11 billion by 2023, and Durex owns roughly 30% of that. Oh my God, that's insane. I know. They distribute more than 1 billion products every year. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they've done, there were so many stunts. I couldn't even scratch the surface, but I think I covered some of the big ones. My goal was to shock you a little bit. Yeah. Did it work? It worked. Okay. (laughs) So what do you think overall, Lex? I mean, it'll stick. I mean, Durex is here to stay, and I love what you said. They're they're trying to make an impact on the entire industry, if you will. Yeah. Like, they want to to make make positive change. Yeah, just like normalize some things that aren't so normal either in the U.S. or in other countries. Like, all in all, I think they're doing good things. Awesome. Yeah. Did you know that I am quoted as an expert on condom usage on college campuses? Uh, no. Tell me more. I just thought about it. Google Alexis Georgiopoulos. Okay. UATV condoms or UA... Oh, my God. (laughs) There is an article titled... Condoms in bulk available for students from the Arizona Daily Wildcat, Friday, January 25th, 2002. Let me find your quote. That was a long time ago. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Alexis Georgiopoulos, an undeclared sophomore, said she agreed that if condoms were more available, students would use them more often. If condoms are cheaper, then students better be having safe sex, she said. (laughs) How profound. So profound. (laughs) Oh, my God. I remember being mortified when we first started, you know, our company or something. And I was like, God, we would always say, like, if you can Google yourself. And that was the first article. That that literally is the first thing that comes up, I think. Well, I did type in Alexis Georgiopoulos plus condoms. So maybe if you remove the condom word. But it would come up just Googling my name for a long time. And I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I need some SEO going Well, I didn't know when I wrote this that I was going to be, you know, sitting with a condom expert, safe sex expert. So thank you, Alexis. You're so welcome. Glad to oblige. (laughs) So before we wrap it up, let's talk about our sources. There is actually a great book written about Durex and Mm. its history called Protective Practices, A History of the London Rubber Company and the Condom Business by Jessica Borge. And then she wrote some great articles and snippets, like, that are all over the internet. Um, One of the articles was on a site called theconversation.com titled, Durex Condoms, How Their Teenage Immigrant Inventor Was Forgotten by History. Hmm. I read Adweek's article titled, Durex Challenges the Stigmas Around Anal Sex, which is not allowed to mention in ads, by Sarah Sperry, as well as an article from Campaign Live UK titled, Ejaculator, earned Durex's second condom poster band by Jessica Whitehead, and News Bites article by Sina Bengani titled, Marketing Lessons We Can All Take from the Condom Maker Durex. And there were so many more, so I will definitely link all of those in the show notes. Awesome. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode, and please follow us at Will It Stick Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you tune in. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Back to safe sex. Bye. Bye.